Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 153 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton. And who is wandering around a derelict house with me tonight? I'm Tiffany Elberton. That's all I ever have. So. <laughs> um, and my name is Eric Hunt. I am from the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. If you don't know what the Nomads of Fantasy podcast is, uh, we're actually a show pretty similar to Mike's. Um, every week we pick a different topic, whether it's from v- video games, movies, TV shows, and do a deep dive into it. Um, we actually had Mike on pretty recently with uh, our Resident yes. Evil 7 episode, uh, which was a really fun one. I should check that out. <laughs> I didn't play the game, but you should check out the podcast. I should check out the podcast. I don't even listen to his yeah, I know. podcast. <laughs> That's part of the joke she was making. But. So, Tiffany, since this was your pick, because I wouldn't have put this game on the show, what, what are we playing tonight? We're talking about. What Remains of Edith Finch. Which came out, title. created by Giant Sparrow, and came out in 2017. Yes. For, like, it's on everything, pretty much. Uh, no yeah, at this point, it's on everything. I, I played it on Game Pass, so if it's on Game Pass, you can check it out on there. Okay, it's on PS4, on Switch, I, on iOS. I did not want to pay $20 for it on Switch, so I, I didn't want my ass either. in the living room. <laughs> so I'm okay with that fact. <laughs> Instead of being snuggly in my bed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a game that I have played once before. I was just, I haven't played a lot of Walking Sims in my life. I've only played a few, but somebody recommended this one, mm-hmm. and I remember playing it, but I, I played it once, let's say probably maybe 2019 or so. It was before the podcast started. And it's a game that hit me that I had no interest in going back to. Right. Yeah, I was, I was kind of the same way. I It's funny. I played it in March 2019 for the first time as well. And yeah, it, it kind of hit me in the same way, because for me personally, uh, at that time, my wife was pregnant with our son. So if you know how this game ends, you can see why I would got particular, particularly emotional the first time that I played it. Oh, that scene is hard. But and before we go too far, I should say because I don't normally say this anymore because I usually play older games. There will be spoilers for this game. We are going to go full spoilers. So if you haven't played it, turn off the podcast if you have any intention of playing it because this <laughs> is a game that you need to experience before we ruin it for you. Yeah. The story. I mean, the story is everything, really. Yes. So True. yeah. If you haven't played it, it's it's only about two hours long, a little less than that even. So turn it off, go play it. It's on Game Pass. It's, it's a great experience. <laughs> and one other last thing to say, there will be a Steam code giveaway at some point in this episode. So stay tuned for that. And Tiffany, what about you? What was your first experience with this game? I feel like you introduced me to it. I did, yes. <laughs> I said play this. And I, I'm not a... I don't know. I don't like complicated games. I can't remember buttons, how to jump, how to kick. So this was my kind of game because I could just walk and I like to explore the world where where Mike will quickly want to get it done. I could spend hours on this game just exploring the world and seeing if I miss something from the first time. Or I beat this game in like an hour and a half waiting to go pick you up from work. <laughs> yeah, I, how long did it take me? You were sitting there the whole time. Uh, it took like two, three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you know what to I do. Mean, yeah, and I knew what to do. And it still took me that well, long. Well, I mean, the house is so dense. Like you could, like you said, you could sit there and explore for hours and hours and like just look at every little thing. There's so much detail and it makes it, you know, they've designed it so it feels so lived in. So I could see, I, I could see you trophy. spending a lot of time with it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she did for my for my account. I like, looked in all the peepholes or something. I don't know. Oh, I didn't even. Remember, peepholes don't mean honest, you can see Christmas I didn't even know you could Christmas. do that. <laughs> or peep show that's what it was peep shows i gotta make my elf joke good. so yeah. <laughs> sorry i kind of cut you off there and make my dumb joke but <laughs> have you played other walking sims before i have yes so 
I've played Gone Home, which is it's pretty similar to this game. Um, you're just exploring a house, trying to figure out what happened to your family. I played a little bit of Every Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Probably my favorite one would be Stanley Parable. I don't know if either of you have played that one, but I highly recommend that if you have it. I need to play all of them now. <laughs> I own a few of them. There, I I'm a, I'm a big fan of the walking sim genre. Firewatch also, but I feel like I feel like what remains of you, the Finch is one of the definitely one of the defining games in the genre for sure that indie one that we played any more description the walking sim that we did the episode oh summerland you should check that out it's free Summerland. Too. i don't think i've ever heard of that one yeah it's really good i actually met with the developer on, on facebook he, or he found me on twitter or something but it's a free game on steam called summerland which is a short walking sim but it's it's really cool Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out. As long as like to play. <laughs> so I, I highly recommend to, to check that out. I forget about that game. So even though every time I try, I try to promote his game for him, even though he doesn't really make too many games, but he made a cool game. It's a cool <laughs> game, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played a lot of Walking Sims. I played Firewatch. I have never played anything else though besides this and Firewatch. Dude, and Stanley, Stanley Parable, you got to play that one. That's I don't that's own amazing. that one. I, I own I Gone got- Home. I think I got Stanley Parable on like the Epic Game Store when they were giving it away for free a while ago. But I mean, it's got to be it's got to be dirt cheap by now. But that one is like that. That one blew me away. Fifteen. That's fifteen on Steam. If it, if it was free on Epic, then I probably own the Stanley Parable. I didn't know it was a walking sim, though. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all you do in the game is uh, walk through this office. And I like I don't know if you don't know what the Stanley Parable is. There's so many. There's like so many different endings. It's kind of infamous for that. And I, I just remember spending one night just going through and trying to get every single ending of that game just because I wanted to see uh, what each one was. And I just had a fantastic time with it. See, I, I have a hard time doing that with games because I'm I'm very much the kind of person that I have to go through a game, finish it, beat it and it goes and then it goes away. Dude, yeah, I'm the, I'm normally the same way. But this one, like it pulled me in so much that I, I just had to see every different ending and each each like, quote unquote, playthrough only takes uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So it's not super long. So, you know, you're not spending like an hour through each scenario. So it's it's worth it. Huh, maybe I'll have to try that one day then. And I do have it on Epic also. So if you're listening to this, Perfect. you might too. <laughs> so w- what remains of Edits Finch, as we've been saying as a walking simulator, for those that don't know what that is, it essentially is exactly as it sounds. You walk around and interact with things in the environment and that's it. No combat, just in an environment and you walk around first person. And this game is very story orientated. Like it's all about the story that you're experiencing. Yeah. Like it, it starts off with you on a, on a boat and you have a notebook and, you know, she starts writing in her notebook or talking about her family to someone, but you don't know who she's talking to or what she's doing. And then yep. it, it pretty quickly opens up to a giant house with you walking towards it. It starts off as the boy, doesn't it? No, only when you do a mm-hmm. new game, new game plus. Oh, if you I replay even, the I game, I know that. OK, then it starts off. Not as her. Interesting. I have no idea. But so, that's because when you first saw it, you saw it after I beat it. So that's why you saw that scene. Oh. Interesting. I didn't know that either. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's why now when I when I do it, I, I make sure to click new game. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll play as the boy when you start off. Oh, OK. See, that's what I did when I, I uh, played I was, it this time. I clicked new game. Yeah. I don't re- recall this time because my husband started playing for me. Yeah. I did it for you. <laughs> I just hit new game for you and dropped it in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, that's one of the things I really like about this game is like the, the storing storytelling technique. Like, like you said, she starts out just writing in a journal and you don't know who she's talking about to 
like she thinks she's just writing this for herself or and it feels like she's talking to the player but obviously um at the end it's revealed that it's her son so that, that was a good switcheroo and like throughout the entire game the you know when you get con- full control of edith and when you're walking up to the house at any point in the game you can look down and see that you're pregnant you know you can see the belly and everything so i <laughs> that's like the first thing i did in, the, in my second playthrough here is i looked down and i'm like yep i know where this is going <laughs> <laughs> It's a subtle thing like you wouldn't I mean that she makes a couple hints on it through the right. game, but it's not something that you would pick up. But she doesn't flat out say it till towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't flat out say I'm 22 weeks pregnant. or whatever. Yeah. Right. She makes one comment about how something about I shouldn't be doing this right now or, or yeah, something she's, about she's, it. She's uh, she comments like I, if I wouldn't have done this if my if I knew there was so much climbing involved. Yeah. That was, I think that was one of the comments she said. Tunnels were made for smaller hands and smaller bellies. Yeah, she makes that comment. But it's just the You're world like, is, is so captivating early on because it, it starts off with you walking down just this trail with the words appearing in front of you in yellow text. And you like you walk and you bump the words off the screen. Yeah, that's I, really cool. I love the way it narrates that. And that depending on how there's also two different paths to go to the house, mm-hmm. depending on which one you take has a little bit different. I think feel. I think I purposely took the other path. I think I think the first time I played through it, I did the left one, which brings you like down the hill. And this time I stayed to the right onto the road. So, but yeah, like you said, there's some subtle differences there. What's really striking when you start the game is just the house. Like you can see the house in the background. And like, I mean, the house is the star of this game. Like it's so weird and like crazy looking that it just kind of draws you in and you just want to explore it. No, it's fascinating. Like, I mean, and, and the whole thing is the reason why she's here, because she her mother had just passed away and she got a key. She doesn't know what the key is for, but she was so she's going back to the house she hasn't been at. And like, I want to it's been like, what, three or four years, I, I feel like that she hasn't been at the house. Yeah, that sounds about right, because she's, she's she's 17. 17. Yep. She's 17. And, you know, when you're playing through it and yeah, that three, four years sounds about right. OK. Yeah, and then, like, you can't get in through the front door, of course. I didn't course. try the front door because I knew that. <laughs> yeah, the front door's locked. If you go to it, yep. she won't open it. Yep. You have to get in through a doggy door. It I'm pretty sure. Th- the first time, it took me forever to figure that out. <laughs> Part of <laughs> the reason why it takes me so long. Yeah, the second playthrough, I, I wanted to explore a little more of the outside of the house. So I went to, like, the right where you can see the, the dragon slide and everything, which is <laughs> how her uh, great-grandfather died, was building that thing. So you oh, can see that in the, by a dragon. he was killed by a dragon. Yep. <laughs> she makes a little comment when she goes over to the little pond and it's like, yeah, my great or Edie always told me that great grandpa was killed by a dragon. And so that, I thought that was a nice little touch. I have never done that. The two times I played this game, I never walked over to that dragon slide. I think I did it the first time. Okay, that sounds about right. You explore more than I do. <laughs> I, like everything. I just don't play games that way. I, I have to go towards whatever my objective is. Like, even when I played this both times, because both times I played this game was pretty quick, I explored a little bit, but I'm constantly looking for whatever the next thing is. I'm the, I'm the, I'm kind of the opposite. I, usually I'll try to find out where I need to go, and then I'll go like the opposite direction. Like, if there's ever a different path other than the main objective, I'll take that first and then I go back to it. Like I do. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the middle of you guys. Although, sure. however, I feel like sometimes I don't do that purposely. So, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Shut up. Nobody asks you anyway. <laughs> but well, one thing I, I get a kick out of it, like in this first area that when you walk into the house, like you just see books everywhere. And, th- mm-hmm. and that's like an ongoing theme throughout the entire house. They're just piles and piles of books. 
And it's very interesting. Like you see Chinese food on the table and she talks about how well, hey, that was the last meal that we had. And if you walk around, she go, this is the only place that delivered takeouts. We had Chinese all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, little things that it gives you and you don't always might not always get those scenes if you avoid them. Right. Because I, I know I have before. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The house, the house itself, it just feels so lived in. Like you said, there's like stuff everywhere. And she comments on a bunch of little things as you walk through it. I I just think it's like fantastically designed. And like the the house itself, like, like I said before, it's such a crazy house. There's all these nooks and crannies and hidden little things that it, it just it really makes you want to explore every every inch of it. And it's early on that you even would find like the basement where you can't go in. She like, Mom never liked me going in the basement, so no wonder the key didn't work. Like, it does a very good job of the way that, it, in gameplay-wise, it leads you to follow the clues. Like, when you first get in this house, there's nothing you can do but go upstairs, and you find that the doors have been sealed shut with, like, some kind of glue or yep. molding, whatever that is. I mean, one, that's just strange as hell. Why would you mold doors shut? But, you know, hey. <laughs> Yeah, and that, I mean, that kind of gets into um, what you're actually doing in this game is going through each room of the each family member's house. And each room is kind of a shrine to each family member that has passed away. And each room has such a such personality. You know exactly what the uh, family member is into and everything just by exploring and looking through it. Uh, so I thought that's such a such a good touch. And also one thing that Tiffany had pointed out that I never saw before were the flyers. Like when you're first going to the house, there's a flyer on the stairs. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? I'm sorry. And then there's also, <laughs> I'm chatty today. there's also a flyer on the way going up the stairs, too, which I had never really noticed those two as I was playing this. Because I look everywhere. I don't. Well, there's no <laughs> item collecting. In the game where I collect items, I will look everywhere. This game, since you don't collect items, I don't look everywhere. Yeah, I look don't for you want to experience everything? Yeah, I want to experience so I beat it in the credits roll. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I play games. I can't help it. That's really funny. The first room you go into, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. No, the first room you go into is the pink, 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 Molly. pink bathroom. Oh, sorry. yes. Where you have You're to. Correct. The Pepto-Bismol bathroom. Yes, that is one ugly ass bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when you find the book, where's what the key first opens into. It's a book that was turned into a lock. When you open the book, it actually li- unlocks a handle. It opens a crawl space for you to get into one of the rooms. Yep. And you, I did it twice because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. You actually see her, like, it takes her time to climb up the toilet and climb in there. That is exactly what I did, too. Like, I I, I opened it up and then I climbed back out because I didn't wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything before I moved forward. So, yeah, I thought that was funny. Oh, keep going. Did we, did we ever mention, like, the actual, like, why she's exploring this house? And, like, no. okay. Yeah, because, well, this whole, the whole thing about their family the finch family is that edie tells them which is her great which is Edith's edith's great great or great grandmother that the family has a curse and each member of each generation of this family dies in like a weird mysterious way so that's and like since at the end of the game we find out that edith had to leave abruptly she wants to go back because her mom gave us her this key and wants to go back and explore the house a little bit more to find out some more about uh, what happened to each member of her family. And that's kind of why she goes back. Okay. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> vaguely remember it. I don't way. listen to the beginning part of this game, I think. I see. Again, yeah, so I, her mom just passed away. Well, I know that. Okay. But I didn't really sure? remember why she was there. Oh. <laughs> I actually, I played this on Tuesday. This is Sunday. We're recording this. And I watched Tiff play it today, but I wasn't yeah, editing. you watched me play it. <laughs> I was editing. 
Oh. <laughs> I wasn't paying full attention. Uh, and the first room that a lot of times I feel like you'll go into that the game expects you to experience is Molly's room. I I went into Molly's room both times I played through this. That was the, that's the first room I went into both times for some reason. I, I think you're supposed to. I think that's what the game kind of pushes you to. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you go into a different room first? Maybe you can go to Barbara or Kel. I don't know because I have Kelvin written on my. Li- yeah, you could probably go to Kelvin's. I think. Oh, because one's probably one way. Yeah, or I don't. Or, I can't remember how the house. I is just shaped. played this yeah, game. Over, Why do I not I know. remember? <laughs> I did too. I played it two nights ago, and yeah, I think I think overall this game is very linear. It does do a good job of guiding you through the house, even though the house is so big and twisty that it seems intimidating, but. They do like it's designed so well that they they just guide you where you need to go. And like there's a couple different paths I think you could take. Like you can do one room before the other. You can find Barbara pretty early too. Yeah. Yep. She's up there. First, Molly is the one that where you find out she's a little girl that died and you find her book. And hers is probably the strangest to me. I really yeah. don't like hers. <laughs> where it starts she starts off, she's in her room, and she's hungry, and she eats the, ki- the gerbil food. I'm like, okay. And then shortly after that, she goes out the window and becomes a cat. And then now and you're she a also cat. Eats, she also eats, like, a whole, whole tube of toothpaste when she goes in the oh, bathroom. Oh, yeah. And the berries on the window. I always eat the berries on the window. I did, too. Yep, yep. I try to eat the goldfish. We did not eat the goldfish. I, yep, she won't I, let you. She looks in the bowl and is like, hmm, I'm, I want to eat you, but I'm not going to. Yeah, not Christopher. <laughs> I mean, it's just really odd. Like, I don't really understand what's happening. I think, yeah, the way I took it is that it was all kind of like a, I don't know, like a weird dream hallucination type sequence. Assuming she's very ill and she's having some sort of a fever dream hallucination thing. So in this in this cause of death for Molly that I looked up, it her cause of death is apparently self-induced food poisoning. Oh, well, uh, this makes so much sense. Because she, the whole thing is like she got sent to bed without dinner, so she's eating all these weird things, like we said. So it the wasn't herbal, really the clear toothpaste. how she died. Yeah, oh. it's a very it like, like dreamy it ends, sequence. It ends with the monster under the bed when, like, two seconds previous, she was the monster. Yeah. And yep. so you're like, so she gets eaten by a monster. <laughs> okay, that food poisoning makes more sense. Yeah, like at it, first I thought maybe she like starved to death, but I'm like, there's no way that she, they would leave her up there that long for long enough for her to starve. But yeah, the food poisoning makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I thought, well, yeah, so food poisoning. So she was sick. Essentially. Yeah, and that's why she got eaten by her own food. Right, right. It, why she was eating everything. Yeah, because she was mad they sent her to bed without dinner, <laughs> I guess. So she needed the mama bunny. Like, first you're as a cat, you jump around, you go after a bird, you eat a bird, then you turn into an owl and you have to, like, fly down and catch bunnies. I thought the owl sequence was kind of cool. <laughs> I missed every time, though. <laughs> and I'd have to circle back. It is cool. It's just not, I don't know, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, like you said, so, some of some of these sequences where we go through each family member's death and everything, like, some of them are w- really weird and abstract like this one and some of them are really straightforward like if jumping ahead like kelvin kelvin's the one where you're just on the swing and you're swinging until you fly off the cliff like that one is pretty uh, (laughs) self-explanatory like we know exactly what happened there that is really sad like in the whole time he's like he's like my mom wanted me to come in i didn't want to come in they always said kelvin was gonna fly and, and you just keep swinging and swinging and all and you get to a point where you swing so much he just he just falls and off the cliff Mm-hmm. It was I, wind. 
But also, yeah, why would you a, swing right on the cliff? Yeah. <laughs> but then, Crazy. I forget what I forget what year it's supposed to be, so it makes sense. It's like fifties or sixties, I think. Mm-hmm. He yeah, because has their birthday and their, their death, death date. date yeah, but then you got to read and pay attention. Would- yeah, because Kelvin is Edie's son, right? Okay. So that mean that would make I don't I don't know how this whole family tree works. That would make him like Edith's is Don. Right. Yes. Don. So Kelvin would be Don's brother. Was there? There's Kelvin, Sam, Don, Don's uncle. No, I don't freaking know. I don't know family tree stuff. <laughs> Okay, so back to Molly's. There's a couple of things I want to say about Molly still. So after you are a owl, then you turn into a shark in the woods and have to drop, and you bounce through the forest into the water. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> yep, or and you get pushed into the water. Yeah, I thought they were smart for kind of starting with Molly because it's a little bit more like it's not quite as heavy as some of the other ones. It's a little bit more playful because you get these weird sequences with all the animals and stuff. So I'm I'm kind of glad they started with that one. They were doing something a little uh, different with it. It's not super straightforward. Like we said, we didn't even know how she actually died until I looked actually looked this up. So I like that they started with that one and kind of got a little bit more depressing as they went on. <laughs> yeah, Kelvin died in 1961. Okay. Molly died in 1947. So Molly is Don's aunt. Okay. That would make Kel- yep. Kelvin is her brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Kelvin, Walter, Sam, no, no, I think Dawn is Sam's daughter. Eddie had four kids, Walter, Sam, Kelvin, Barbara, Molly, and then they had three kids, Gregory, Gus, and Dawn, and then Mm -hmm. Dawn had three kids. Yes, yep. Yeah, Sam had three kids, I think. Yeah, Gregory and Gus are Dawn's brothers. Okay. Oh, and to finish up, Molly, so you are a shark, you have to chase after a seal, which is just weird. And then you turn into a sea monster, and you go on a ship. And part, though. <laughs> you like the sea monster? <laughs> yeah, there's some Lovecraftian horror stuff going on there. I like. It for I reason. I don't like it. Why? Because it's you just slink around, eat people, and then you end up going come. You go into a pipe, and then come out her toilet, and you go under her bed, and then she's like, "There's a monster underneath that's going to get me." <laughs> and then now it makes sense. She died of food poisoning, so I get it. One thing that I actually thought was interesting that I was looking up before this, it started out, well, the the first title for this game was The Nightmares of Edith Finch, and it had like an overall spookier tone, and the player was actually going through like the the house with a flashlight, so it was a little bit creepier, which I thought was kind of interesting, because there is some creepy-ish stuff. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, they they wanted to shift that tone because they didn't want to make a horror game. They wanted to make, you know, they wanted to, it to be a little bit more uh, lighthearted. So I like, I do like that they, they shifted from that. But a, a, like a horror version of this game would be really interesting. Uh, for the record, I can't remember the name of them, but there are horror walking sims. Okay, oh, yeah. That out for there's, me. I'm, there's, I'm looking um, at them right now. I mean, they're just Outlast. walking. Well, that's Outlast not a walking sim, though. Well, you don't actually, you don't, there's no combat or anything. But, but you die. You do die. That's true. Uh, there were a couple. Um, you technically die in. Yes, well, that's a little different. Tech, well, it's story. There's a story reason why you die. <laughs> in the in an earlier episode that I did of the show on the what are you playing? I can't remember what month it was. So if you're curious, go back and listen. That includes you, Tiffany. Yeah. And uh, Adam, one of my guests, was talking about he played a couple different horror games that were walking sims that terrified the hell out of him, but had no combat. It was all oh. terrifying through sound and the way that the game made you experience it, thinking something's going to kill you. Is 
I was gonna say, is Amnesia one? But I think things kill you in that too. Right? Things do kill you in that. I okay. I have never played that. Me I neither. Haven't. I don't want to. Outlast, another game I will never play. <laughs> no, no, thank shit. you. <laughs> Outlast is more terrifying. Adam said, "Who is who likes horror games than any other horror games he's played?" Ooh, I must play now. At least with Resident Evil Seven, you can fight back a little bit, you know, so it makes yeah. it a little less scary. But yeah, Outlast, no, I wasn't a fan of that one. And we already talked about Kelvin, so the next one I want to mention is Barbara. Babs. Good old Babs. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, do you want to mention this one? So she's one of the ones where walking in, I couldn't predict. Well, I she didn't die how I thought she would. Like, you mm-hmm. can kind of predict with most of them how they're going to die when you get into the story a little bit. But this one, I thought her boyfriend killed her. And, you know, maybe her boyfriend killed her. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know exactly. We, we don't really know. Does it say on your little... So it says Barbara mur- murder blunt force trauma. That's what it says. Oh, so well, it's, it's still in they chopped off her ear. I guess so. <laughs> For like a trophy. Yeah, they wanted to leave a little memento there. Ransom. <laughs> Ransom. Hey, we got the rest of her. Here's the ear. Right. Yeah, Barbara's Barbara's they leave leave very ambiguous, but Barbara's is probably one of my favorite like sequences overall. Just the way they did it, Are just with the whole the whole that? comic book thing and everything. Oh. I like it. And it's whole creep. You were saying creep show vibes, right, Tiffany? Yeah. No, not creep show. Not creep. Crypt Keeper. I'm not a horror guy. Keeper, yeah. Yeah. The voice, like the narrator's voice is the Crypt Keeper from, I can't. Tales from the the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. I don't know if it's actually the same guy or not. I was wondering if it was actually the guy, but if not, it sounds very similar. Yeah, it does sound very similar. And that's what they're going for. Like. Yeah. It's a very creepy where it's just a comic book, but then you play like first person and you're walking through like comic book panels. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I like I got I thought it was very creative for boyfriend. That was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how it's a story where you can't trust narrator. Like the narrator at the end says she got because she was a childhood star for screaming and then she got killed by monsters. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can't trust narrator because it's a, com- a horror comic book. They're not going to be, right. you know, not like. <laughs> Well, they said like, well, Edith said there was so many different stories and like pieces of media that depicted how Barbara actually died. So it's still like a mystery. Nobody really knows what happened other than she got murdered. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange one. But wait, did they ever find her body or no. was it just an ear? So how do we know she's not living somewhere? Just with no ear. Just no ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slice off your ear. Hold on. I mean, Van Gogh did it, right? Is it Van Gogh? I cut off his ear. Yep. Yep. Okay. yep. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I got enough. No, and then, but it's also like the game. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like the gameplay aspect of where again, because of, in her her little story, you find out about the the music box that you might have yes. played with earlier. That you it has a key in it to open the basement. So That's then you so know smart. to go in the basement. It's and a, she keeps reminding you too. I should go check out that music box. Yeah. Like if you wander off too far, <laughs> the game does a good job of trying to keep you engaged and keep you aware, like. You know, to push on. Yeah, they, yeah, they they do a really good job of telling you telling you where to go without actually telling you where to go. Like, there's no big blinking arrow saying go this way, but you know where to go based on like when the words show up and you know what Edith is saying. Yeah, like when they just go you, and you're like, oh, maybe I should check out over under those stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. What? (laughs) It does do that. It is cool. And it does a very good job of trying to make you look at things, even though you might not, because I know I have that problem. Yeah, definitely. 
so the next one that you run into is as you go in the basement, you 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 she talks about how she saw Eddie bring a packages down here, and she had a secret down here, and this is where you find out that it was actually there's some, Walter was living down here in mm-hmm. like the cellar, the basement. You push through, you go through some old tunnels, and then you find out that he had a whole room in the basement. Yep, that's really it's a, yeah, that's really cool. Because Walter, it, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Walter is the brother that was with Barbara when she got murdered. Yes, he I was saw. hiding hiding under the bed the whole time that she was going through her stuff. So, like, he's traumatized from it or something? Yeah. And so yeah. Over- it's really kind of interesting. This is one that I re- I could relate to, kind of, which is not a totally good thing, but I could. <laughs> and it's like, because it, it shows, you know, he's traumatized from what happened. So he goes down into the cellar and he's eating a can of peaches every single day and every single day the train goes by and he has this routine of it every day this is the routine and the damn can opener and it shows him <laughs> just eating peaches which kind of made me want the peaches after this as the days are go as the years are going by and he's doing the same thing every day and he talks about his routine he talks about this is and then all of a sudden the noise the monster stops yeah he calls it a monster he yeah calls it a monster. and that's what drives him crazy is that it finally stopped the route all of a sudden after all, like what 30 years or so he's down there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Close to that. It might even be more because he died at age 53. Um, okay. So he was down there for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, but I get it. Like how life can become this tradition. It's just the same in same out. And all of a sudden when the train doesn't come for a week, that's what finally drives him out of his cave because the routine had ended and that it's the, it's a depressing one. This one is like, really sad when you think about how mm-hmm. he lived in this little bunker. Well, apparently more than just a little bunker, because as you go through a trap door, the words lead you, as you find out after his, or during his story, you stick a big hole full of garbage where he was throwing all his garbage in a hole, and probably pooping in his hole too, I was assuming. But Oh yeah, definitely pooping down there. Well, that's what you do in the hole! I mean, remember <laughs> you're up north. Where else is he gonna poop? <laughs> I mean, hey, we were up north at a cabin, Tiff. Well, that's what we did at our house. We pooped in a hole. Yes, yes we, we did. did. <laughs> so, same thing. It had a toilet seat cover, at least. <laughs> yeah, this one did not. <laughs> but it's just, And you see, like, storage stuff, like, going down there, all sorts of, you know, tons of supplies of just different chemicals and food items as you're traversing through this area. Yeah. And it, it's just very sad. And the whole idea, he gets to the end with this wall, and he breaks open the wall and he goes in the train track and he's like, I'm free. I don't care if I'm only here for a week, a month, you know, or a year, or a month, a week. And then you hear the train. Bam. Yep. And that was the, <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah, it was. It is kind of uh, that was definitely one of the more depressing ones, because like you said, he was trapped down there for that many years. And finally he escapes. And then, you know, his life is just cut short that instant. Yeah, it it, it was something else. Oh, and to speak to the thing I was mentioning earlier, the horror game that I was talking about is called Summer of 58. Oh, okay. There's a collection of them that this guy made, and they are called Emika Games. So if you're curious, go look it up. It's on Steam. I shall. Interesting. Yeah, I will check that out. And I think the next, and then I, I like how after you go through this part, you end up outside. You end up walking around outside the house, and it kind of gets more information. And I think you run into Sam's. I don't remember where Sam's was. I know that's the next one. Sam's. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the path. There's like a ladder up to like a deck, and that's how you get into Sam's room through like a sliding glass door. Okay. Oh, this is where you go to the cemetery first, and you can see the old house yes. we talk about. And the pet cemetery. Yeah. 
All the gerbils and whatever Bloody those and hamsters. And I don't know. I read all the names. They all like rhymed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it made you sad too. I know that. Oh, sad. And this is where you saw a new scene too you hadn't seen before. Yeah, I don't recall what was that. You walked up to a gravestone <laughs> oh, and you can right. I want no. Oh you yeah, walk... whose gravestone was it? I was um, editing Golden Sun. I don't know. I don't remember, <laughs> but I there's a hole in somebody's headstone and mm-hmm. if you scoop bend down and look into it there's like a little scene carved in it with a little person and it's I like off sunset yeah that's cool there's a lot of little touches and then as I you just can't remember who's one thing very interesting game related as you go to the cemetery and you walk through the cemetery when you go to go back there will be another path you didn't see before that leads you back to the house and this is where she finally says she's 22 weeks pregnant yep. as you're walking across boards on top of a roof for some reason <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she climbed up to the deck, and then there was a, like, yeah, like you said, there was a weird, like, rickety bridge over to the roof up to Sam's room. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's is an interesting gameplay one where the guy was a hunter, and you end up finding a you know picture book, and it, it has you, him talking with his daughter, Dawn, which is Edith's mother, mm-hmm. and you have to take pictures of different scenes that are happening. I thought it's that was very- really cool. I, that was one of my favorites to get through. Of course, not the ending, but I like <laughs> right. pictures. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to spend a few minutes taking random pictures of things that I don't need to. <laughs> yep, that's what I did too. Yeah. And like all of the pictures you are taking are like the pictures that Edith is looking through, looking through. Yeah. which is really cool. And like you have to take a picture of like a specific thing before it'll progress. You can sit there and just take a random pictures of a bunch of different things, but they kind of lead you to take certain pictures of things. So. Yeah, I like that one gameplay wise, too. It's very cool. I mean, it kind of progresses and it ha- it shows him teaching her how to hunt and telling her to be strong. And then you, you have to shoot a deer, but you take a picture of the deer. And the same time you take the picture, she shoots the deer. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah, at the yeah. very end of it. First thought, you see the deer. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about something else. No, if that part is. And then the guy takes a picture at the very end of this. He sets up the camera to take a you know time shot and he runs over to see her with the deer and she's like hey dad the deer's twitchy oh that's fine and he pulls him up by his antlers and holds yeah. the deer and the deer's not dead yep and I it's like coming either. <laughs> it's like the uh, most precarious cliff possible like it's this <laughs> tiny little platform with dawn and sam and then the big old deer and then yeah sam uh, gets bucked off the cliff it's it's sad like it it, and she gets a picture of him falling getting thrown to his death yeah yep why do you keep that though yeah exactly why would you want to keep that picture (laughs) i mean it's it's, yeah i mean that's gonna be so traumatizing like here you are and then you also you're lost in the woods and this you don't have a cell phone oh no heck no yeah yeah how, how did she get back you know? Well, 1983, I mean, you probably would have had to go back and try to find civilization somewhere and, like, help me. My dad just died. I mean, right. everything with that had to have been terribly traumatizing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty rough. I did have one little interesting gameplay interaction that I didn't have the first time. Because I, I forgot, like, when you're taking the picture to set up, you know, setting up the camera. I yeah. forgot that that's what was actually happening. So I didn't know that I had control of Sam. And then, I, and then the timer like resets and he's like, oop, got to reset the timer again. Oh. I'm like, oh, oh, OK, I guess that's what I have to do. Because <laughs> I completely forgot. I was like, what am I supposed to do here? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the camera's on a timer. I got to run over there and get the picture. And before we go any farther, I should do that Steam code giveaway. So I have a Steam code for a Steam game, uh, Lynchdom Battle Mage for PC, obviously. Uh, the code is Q J. 
K L five zero L six seven B K M D eight P. There is your code for Lynchdom Battle Mage. So it's just like Yes, pretty much. I just try to I, I have so many damn codes, I'm just like, I gotta get rid of these codes. Okay, excuse me while I type this into Steam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want that game, but I don't think it's pretty good. And but also like as you wander through this house, you get more story all the time as you're getting to these different items that will lead you to these little you know, story bits about the characters that died. But in everybody's room you have so much just so much atmosphere you can look at and see about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's so good. And this is when you as you go through the house from this part, you lead into the saddest one this oh, entire game. God. I'm sure it's fucking many people. Uh yes. Gregory's. You get into a nursery. Poor Greg. Poor Greggy. I do not like this one. The first time I saw it, because at this point I've already played through, you know, four or five of them. And you know, this game is about death. Every single mm-hmm. scenario is death. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it starts up, you're in the perspective of a little baby in the bathtub. And you're like, yep, I know where this is going. Yeah, it, it's I mean, it's it's cool in one aspect because it's very it's from his point of view where you're playing as a frog. You're playing with a toy frog. And then he talks about how he's always happy. He was always mm-hmm. a happy baby. He, he always there was always something that made him laugh, even though we didn't see it. He saw it, and you just had the music playing all symphony like you know. And you're playing with this frog, and you're jumping around, knocking things into the bathtub like little toys. Yeah, it was very playful and fantastical for such a <laughs> yeah. uh, for such a depressing reality. Yeah, like she goes to turn off the water, at, or the water's off, but to unplug the water, and then she gets a phone call, and then she gets all upset because she's talking to I think it. Sam? Yeah. Yeah, it's Sam because it yeah, they were having some some problems at that point. And I think she come at one point she comes back, she unplugs the water, mm-hmm. and she leaves again. I don't remember if she gets another phone call or what happens. So yeah. She, the, in reality, what exactly happened to turn that water on? I don't want to hear you turned it on with your frog. <laughs> because yes, that's what happened, but I wanna know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like did he somehow did Gregory somehow turn it on or did she not actually turn the tub off? You know, like what's what's the deal there? The plug. I could see the plug like easily becoming plugged up if the water turns on. Yeah, that. But I mean, maybe he climbed on the whale or something and used that to get up and hit the water on in reality. I mean, he is he probably if he stood up is as tall as a knot. OK, so there's your answer. Okay, sure. We'll go with. But it's just so sad because you have this playing music and then you're jump, you're playing around, and then she comes in at one point, like I was saying, dumps the water. Then you jump off the whale and you turn the water back on, and the tub fills up, and then you're swimming as a baby in the water, like Nirvana album. And Michael. (laughs) Well, that's what the album is. Uh, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't remember the name of the album. I don't actually like Nirvana, but. And then you're swimming as the baby, and then you end up swimming to the drain, and then it ends, and he dies. You don't know how exactly, but, you know, well, you do know how he drowned. But, yeah, it's just, it's so, I mean, it's just such a sad thing that here you are playing as a baby, you drown. And this one hit me the hardest, but I want to ask you, since, like you said, when you first played this game, your wife was pregnant, so I'm sure this hit you, too, another uh, not a nice way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't remember <laughs> specifically the first time I played it, but... I yeah, I definitely remember this one being like, wow, I was not expecting that at all. It was definitely a punch in the gut. Yeah, I, I don't like it. It it made me not want to play this game again. <laughs> That's definitely the hardest one for me to play is that one. 
I think they I think they did a good job at least of making it so like playful and fantastical that you know it it lessens it a little bit, but still like the obviously the reality of it is is pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah. it it's just but they had to have something like that where you know it really hit you in the feel hit you in the feelings. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I don't remember how you get to the next one, but the next one is Gus, who is next one is they, Gus. It's is they, it? are, they all share a room. They share a room. Oh, okay, that's what it was. So it's like Gregory and then Gus, and I, she like unrolls this paper poem thingy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an interesting. It's a weird one because you it starts off with you listening to a story while you're just flying a kite around at a where he was at a wedding, but he didn't want to be at the wedding, so he's just standing outside. Poem. Yeah, this kite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was after this was after his brother Gregory died, and then his parents got divorced, which was yeah Sam and I, f- I don't remember if they name his mom, but yeah, so he was all he was definitely angry about that and did not want to participate in the wedding at all. And then he pretty much and it had like the gameplay style is you just moving this kite back and forth and like you grab the word and it talks about like the storm is coming and you grab the chairs and then finally the tent flies into him and kills him. Yep. <laughs> and then we find you later on the beach. We didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> it's oh, kind of sad. I know, well, that's so sad. Our poem pretty much ends. We didn't even realize you were gone until we found you on the beach. I was like, what? <laughs> and then you climb up. This would suck, I feel like. If your room, you had to climb up rock, like a rock wall to get to your room every night. Right. Because that's yeah, where muscles. the sister. That's where Dawn, yeah, Edith's mother dons her little loft areas up there. It's kind of funny to me. I'm like, I would suck. I'm like, I've had a long day of school and work. And I got to climb to my bed. <laughs> After you had to climb up all these stairs and ladders just to get here in the first place. That is one thing. Yeah, I never really thought about. Like, if you have to go to another part of the house, you have to walk so far to get to, like, the kitchen or something. Yeah, because this house is all about how they just kept changing it and adding to it. Adding to it. Yeah, the family kept growing. So they just kept building up and up and up on top of it. But also, I'm pretty sure this, near the end part, none of this is up to code. Pretty sure. <laughs> no way. There's no way. They gotta. <laughs> they gotta. Up to code. <laughs> one time, maybe. One time. <laughs> Did we mention that the original Finch house was where was it? Where did it come from? Norway. Norway. Yeah. They, no, we never mentioned sh- that. They shipped they sh- it over. And then it got stuck in the lake. It, it crashed, and the and the owner yep. died. Yep. Big old tidal wave. And then the and you can still see the old house. Like there's one scene coming up we'll be talking about shortly. But this is the one where you're going up through like these towers and you end up at Milton's room, which doesn't really feel like a room. It feels more like just like a, a studio, no. not like a bedroom. It's like it, a studio and then there's a bed. There was like, there was like a bed at the bottom with like a little bookshelf and stuff. And then up okay. you, you go up the little elevator to his like studio. So yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a very cozy room. No. He's an artist. What yeah, do you need? that's true. This is, this is the one where he went missing. He just completely just went missing. They and you see flyers throughout the game we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, and they have no idea what happened to him. Yeah, it's very, very ambiguous. Like the only sequence you get here is looking through his little flip book where Milton depicts himself going through this magic door, and that's like whatever. That's how he went missing or whatever. But we don't know exactly what happened to him. Yeah, it's it's really strange. <laughs> it's not a one I really like. There's no gameplay. You just flip through this book and then you just yeah. see a little drawing. It's very short. Milton's her brother, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Milton's yep. the kid that kind of keep following. messed up Dawn in a way. Well, it makes sense because her kid, her son went missing. So you never have that closure. She never right. got closure. So, so she never recovered. Oldest? 
Hmm? Was he the oldest uh, child? Let's check the family tree and find out. I know he was 11 when he disappeared. Nice. Lewis is the oldest. He was born in 1988. Yeah, okay. Milton is 1992 when he was born. But it's just it's just a strange one. And like I, it, it's one that also kind of hits you, too, where he just goes missing and they don't get that closure. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in Lewis's room. I like Lewis's room. Like, you can see that he smoked. and. Oh, yeah. Lewis's room is a, a literally a, a, a boat. Which was pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and like they have a hookah in there, which you know is not, uh, they're not using that for hookah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he's literally got like weed posters all up yeah. and like a, a black light going. It smells familiar, she said. Right. <laughs> I'm like, right, I bet you've been around that a lot. Oh. Right. <laughs> and this is the one where you find a letter from the psychologist that gives you like. This is strange. That gives you the the whole gameplay element of this yeah. one where you experience. This is the story that hits me the hardest in a way. Because, well, not, I mean, Greg hits me hard, but this is the one that I can relate to the most. Yeah. Because, like, I get it. Like, so what it is is Lewis is a guy who worked at a cannery. And it kind of, go, I'll go very briefly. And the, and the gameplay style is he, he talks about how his life was very boring. And he's sitting there. And the gameplay is you cutting fish. You cut fish, you move them down with, with the right joystick. And then with the left joystick, you control a character is he starts having an imagination of what was happening and what he did to pass time. Yeah, so smart. Definitely the smartest gameplay-wise, for sure. And it's like, but I can relate to it, because I've had a few factory jobs in my life where you're just trying to pass time. Whatever you're doing is so monotonous that you don't need to really be there. It doesn't involve brain power, so you start imagining. Like, I used to start, I would just go through a video game in my head that I know very well, like Chrono Trigger, things of that nature, or I would start to try to, and when I used to be a writer, because I was trying to be a writer when I was younger, it didn't work out very well, because I stopped <laughs> doing and I would come up with stories and I would try to think, OK, hey, this is a good idea. Then I want to write it down, but I'd be too busy working. So I couldn't write it down. But just I like I understand where his life was hopeless in a way. And he felt, you know, isolated. And this is all this was his world where he wanted yep. to create something where he was more. Yeah, they, the psychiatrist literally maps it out like this. This imaginary world that he made up was his reality. Like he, you know, he was doing this monotonous job for so long that he was just lost in his imagination. There's one point where his mom comes to pick him up from the factory and he just won't leave because he is just trapped in this imaginary world that he doesn't want to leave. And one thing I think is kind of like, and they talk about, oh, but Lewis was a model employee. And it's just like, yeah, because that's what we're recognizing because the guy just keeps working that everything's fine. Who cares? Well, he's being productive. That's all that matters. Capitalism. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a rough one. I and then, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so smart because it, it does play into like the monotony of the job because at, at a certain point, you as the player, you've been doing the fish part so long with the right stick that you're just kind of doing going with the motions too. like, you know, exactly what to do. And you're not even thinking about it anymore. You're focused more on the fantastical imaginary part with the left stick going through the kingdom and everything. So I, I, it's just so smart how they designed that part to make you really put you in the shoes of Lewis. And it keeps changing. It goes from like a top-down Zelda type, you know, world from original Zelda. I had to make mm-hmm. that. Yep, yep. And yep. then it progresses into more, like more open. And it gets more third person. Then eventually comes completely third person as you're traveling through it. And when it comes like the, the part where you keep moving the right stick to, to kill the fish or cut off the fish's head, I have no problem doing the multitasking where you do both. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little problem. <laughs> well, I I do better with multitasking in general. I have to multitask in order to <laughs> be better. I can't multitask like that. 
I do, look at what I do when I edit. I, I have to watch TV when I edit. I have to be doing multiple <laughs> he things. He has to. He, he, like I put a gun to his head. Watch TV while you edit. <laughs> like, I, like example, when I'm at work, I like if I'm if I'm just typing a computer, I need a podcast going. I have to Dude, have yeah. something. I can't the just same way. do one thing. I it's just my brain runs away. So I completely get this guy completely. Yeah. And it, it's so sad too because as it progresses, like his world that he's in isn't fantastic, but nobody has faces either. As you, I, mm-hmm. one thing I noticed. And then I, I do laugh when there's a part where you're in a boat and then he passed by a city and he's like, you passed by Louis, o- Louis Opia or something. But then at one point it's Minneapolis. I'm, I live yeah. in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So I, <laughs> I found that very funny. It's like St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. I mean, it all leads up to him getting his crown in the imaginary world <laughs> when really he put his head uh, in the uh, fish head chopper offer. And that's how he died. Yeah. He kills himself. It, it's it's. Messed up, but at the same time, like it, it makes sense where his re- his imagination had become so much more than his reality. He couldn't live in reality anymore. And you have to choose between the handsome queen and the beautiful prince. <laughs> I like. I that. don't understand the point of that. It all ends the same way. That's exactly the same thing. His imagination all ends the same way too. He mm-hmm. just kept building, but he got to a point where he couldn't build anymore, and so you have to choose. Cut off his head, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just... I played it both ways. He still dies. Well, yes, there still is no... Same. Yeah, still, still the same result. Same. Nobody gets out of this game alive. <laughs> no. There's her little boy, okay? He's alive for now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Edith Finch 2, the sequel. <laughs> see what happens to him. Eddie Finch. <laughs> and then as you progress... <laughs> Eddie Finch. <laughs> and then you go back a little... You go a little farther into this game after Lewis dies. And this is where you find... This is where it... I think it it hits again. Like you find out a little bit where I think it jumps then to where the last night they were in the house where Edie, Dawn and Edith, Edith were sitting together having Chinese dinner and they're talking about how, hey, we're leaving tomorrow. The power has been turned off and the the van is coming to take you to the nursing home. Mm -hmm. And we're so cool. Yeah. Send her off in the van. I work with memory care, so that breaks my heart. Like, <laughs> and it's not a nursing home; it's assisted living community. I didn't call it a nursing home. I know what they did, and I saw the paper said assisted living too. I'm like, see, they don't call it nursing home. <laughs> I work in the same same business. Yeah, we work together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Same same company, same same place, just different she just jobs. Doesn't wipe butts. Nope. I I don't do any cares for anybody. <laughs> not my job <laughs> but it, it like and with and you find Edie's letter after, after fighting Edith leaves and this is from the past and she finds Edie's letter Edie's book that she's reading and it talks about when Edith was first born Edie then walked down to this to the old house and because yep. the tide had been the lowest it ever been or something like that yeah it was on land essentially yeah it's a cool little short one that you just walk out and get lost in the fog I know yeah I don't like it either, but it's still cool. <laughs> because suddenly you can't see anything, and then I was walking in the wrong way for I don't know how long. So I but then it, it ends because then it goes back to present time at the time of this, or when she was, you know, of Edith, and her mother rips the book out of her hands because her mother is so distraught with everything that's happening. Right. Poor yeah. Lady. And then it yeah. gets, and then it shows Edith leaving. They're in the car, and it talks about how Edith or. Edie died the next day when they when the van came to get her. She was dead, which is also really sad, too. Like she yeah. didn't want to be taken away from her home. Yeah. My little uh, sheet here says Edie's death is unknown, presumably suicide. Oh, oh. that's even worse. Uh, what, yeah. What? So I just 
Yeah, I don't know. I just assume that she maybe just died of old age or like because she was heartbroken or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I guess I didn't assume. She committed suicide. Never. Was. No, no, I never assumed that. Apparently, the wiki did that he's reading. <laughs> <laughs> this is IMDb trivia, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you have like the the fight, and then right before this, you have where she talks about and she sees her mother in the hospital. Her mother's dying of something. I don't think they say some illness. Yeah. And then, and then it, and then it kicks to pretty much, you know. Then you, if you haven't picked, well, I mean, you picked on before because she was born. You're pretty much then you're a baby coming out of the womb, and you just see letters and a womb. I guess is the easiest way to put it. <laughs> it yeah. Light with floating, floating letters. Yeah. Which I didn't realize you could just sit there. I just sat there and it just happened. I, <laughs> That's I, how it works, though. Oh, really? I, I didn't yeah, know like that either. Yeah, like when I first. Yeah, because when I first played, I was like, okay, I'm moving towards the light, obviously. But then this time, for some reason, I just sat there and it did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final part of it is then you see the book that she wrote. And when the last thing she writes, I hope you never see this book. Because if you're reading this, it means I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And then you Man. see her gravestone. And it's just like she that, died during childbirth. Yeah, that that whole sequence just crushed me. Like both times, even when I replayed it this time, obviously I knew exactly what was going to happen, but it still got to me. Like, one of, this is definitely one of the the games that I had the most emotional response to, for sure. Yeah, it, it's really hard. I mean, and then he's not, he looks about 10 years old and he's sitting at her gravestone and he's reading her book and he's at the mm-hmm. house. Yeah, it, it's it's a very touching game and it's a very unique little game that. I don't I don't like playing because of this reason, but it's really good. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Top, top up there. Um, we ranked our top indie games on one episode of our of my podcast a while ago, and this was number two for me. So it is definitely up there uh, among some of my some of my favorites. Definitely not a joy to play, but <laughs> just the just the story is uh, really, really good and told really, really, really well. And I do want to say the music is also very good in this, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As a guy who doesn't usually listen to video game music very often, I... Yeah, wait, what? I don't. You listen to the music. I did in this game. Why? Because I was sitting in the dark right in front of the TV. <laughs> with the TV blasting in, the, in completely in the dark, waiting to pick you up after work, before work. Oh, I see. I really yeah. like... The end, the end credits scene is really good, too. It's just touching, like, seeing all of the uh, developers, their pictures and everything, so as cool. it scrolls through all the little uh, the mementos of each family member. I thought that was really nice. It's really good. Any last things to say before we go on to questions or memories, either of you? Like I said, definitely up there among my favorite indie games of all time. I Like I said, I don't know how often I'll go back to this. If we didn't do this podcast, I don't know when the next time I would have replayed it would have been. This is definitely not a feel-good game, for sure. No. No. And first questions I want to read are from the I Watch the Entire Overblood Super Replay group. First from Tiffany Elberton. If you don't forget... See, I didn't forget. Uh-huh. And then from <laughs> Blake Anglin, friend of the show, which characters vignette did you find most effective? I'll go first. Ooh. Uh, Gregory's. Gregory's was definitely. Yeah, I don't know, man. That That's a tough one. Gregory's was definitely the probably the most emotionally effective. But I guess from a from a gameplay like and emotional effectiveness, I would probably say Lewis. OK. What about you, Tiffany? I probably agree. Gregory was hard to play through because he's a baby and he drowns and you know he's gonna die and it just breaks your yep. heart. Yep, but absolutely. um 
I mean, you know, they're all going to die. And you don't, you like kind of grow an attachment in these short few minutes you're playing with them to these characters. And you're like, no, just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Gregory and Lewis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And next one from Isaiah Bailey. I have a crappy memory and it's been a while, but I really loved it when I played it. Writing is top notch and has a super strong ending. Mm-hmm. And last one from this group from friend of the show slash co-host of the show sometimes bill tucker one of the best intersections of non-traditional gameplay and narrative ever made nearly every moment either produced a gasp a smile or a tear from me standout moments include the deer photograph the fish cannery fantasy and of course the bathtub incident my son was one at the time and the minute i saw the mom leave to take the phone i phone call i started yelling no just a heart-wrenching moment in the game full of them 100 mm-hmm. percent agree from giant bomb i have two to read uh from destiny Caudill, I remember Abby discussing the cannery scene a few years back during GOTY deliberations. I finally got around to playing the game last year and then immediately played through again to try to pick up any more details I might have missed. It's touching, eerie, and a bit emotional near the end as you come to the realization of whose perspective perspective you're playing from. And from Cameron Falkenberg, I played it for the first time this year, grabbed it on sale on the Switch. I absolutely loved it. Definitely one of my favorites of the genre, that and her story, which I also played for the first time this year. Same situation as Edith Finch. Both deserve all the praise they've gotten. I have never heard of her story. No, but we're gonna go look it up. I have heard of I have heard of her story, but I have not played it. Okay, I'm curious what that is now. I'm gonna look it up. I'm sure it's on Steam, like everything else. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's only on Steam, if I recall. Oh, I've heard of this game. It's like an FMV game. Yeah. Yep. FMV is full motion video where they actually have video people they recorded huh? and they intersect it with gameplay. She looks like she's ready to get arrested. What's going on here? I gotta play the game to find out, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She's in the Noid's jumpsuit! Yes, and she's also behind bars in the cover photo. So I'm assuming something... That is. I thought that was just bad species. Okay. And last one to read from the official Laser Time community. From Jen Eva. I love this game and used it, and used it to teach family dynamics to college kids. Huh. Okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. And that's all I got for questions, comments, or memories. So that would bring us to our last section, Shelf Stacker Box! A shelf being something you really like, stack being something you want to come back to, and box being something you dislike or don't want to come back to. And Tiffany, why don't you go first? Shelf. I play this game probably way too much. I've played it a lot. (laughs) I know it's for depressing as it is. I've played it a lot. And I don't know sometimes when I'm just like need something to do. I know what to do. I know where to go. And if I want to, I can just explore the house and look for things that I have missed. So sometimes. It just soothes me to do something that I've done a million times before. This is your feel-good game, huh? Yeah. People all about that. <laughs> My feel-good game you is Chrono Trigger. I know. <laughs> when I'm really depressed, I gotta play it. Well, Chrono Trigger ain't that uplifting either I for most say of the game. So. When I was depressed, I used the word bored. <laughs> bored is correct. When I wasn't bored. home from work. Bored. Uh, what about you, Eric? Explain the tears again. A uh, shelf being something you really like. Stack okay. being something that you're. Kind of like you enjoyed, but you don't, you're not, it's not enough to put on the shelf. Um, definitely, definitely shelf. I agree 100% there with Tiffany. Like, I don't know how often I'll go back to it again. Like I said, maybe every couple of years if I'm feeling like it. I feel like it's, it's one of those games where you have to be in the mood for it. It's kind of like when you watch like a sad movie, you got to be in the mood for it for sure. Okay. And I'm also going to put this on the shelf. I have no intention to replay this again anytime ever, if I can help it. But I will always <laughs> try to sell this game to people. I'm always telling people, if you haven't played it, put it on your Steam wish list, put it on the wish list and get it when it's on sale because it's worth playing. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's usually like super cheap, so absolutely worth it. And it's like if you're if you're strapped for time, like I usually am, it's under two hours you can get through it. So, well, depending on how much you explore the house, like Tiffany, but <laughs> you could spend you could spend two to three hours if you really wanted to explore every nook and cranny of it. And that's what's nice. I like games that are short, though, in general, because why play a game every week for the show? So, yes, sometimes more. Same. I gravitate more towards short games these days, for sure. <laughs> All right, and I think I should mention what we're what I'm going to be talking about next week. So next week's pick is going to be Pokemon Emerald. I'm tackling Ooh. that game on the show, a game that I'm not. We'll see. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not my favorite Pokemon, that's for sure. But that's because I'm a Pokemon Yellow all the way. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever played Emerald. Crystal is my my favorite Pokemon Crystal. It is that what you take... grew up with? Oh yeah, definitely. That was well. The first <laughs> one I played was Pokemon Red, but crystal like gold silver i had silver and then crystal was kind of the definitive version of those and yeah. that that's where it kind of hit its stride for me just like emerald is the definitive version of ruby and sapphire mm-hmm. yep i mean I, I usually try to just put those on like we did do fire red and leaf green on the show and now we're doing emerald i was gonna do platinum but i couldn't find anybody to do platinum because the brilliant diamond and shiny whatever the hell they're called just came out so nobody <laughs> was willing to play the old one so i'm like okay fuck it i'll just do emerald instead <laughs> And That's I haven't played a Pokemon happened. game in a while. I should I should get back to that. <laughs> They're better left in your memory sometimes. <laughs> oh, and bef- and Eric, where can people find you at? Sure. Um, we are pretty much on every podcast platform. Uh, as far as social media, we have a Facebook page slash Nomads of Fantasy, facebook.com slash Nomads of Fantasy. You can, we're mostly active on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Nomads of Fantasy. And we also have a website, thenomadsoffantasy.com, where you can find all of our backlog of episodes get in touch with us all that good stuff okay and there'll be a link in the show notes to your podcast and funny thing i want to end on before we go out in the, in the rest of the plugs is we actually had met this is the first time this is the first time i got you on the show but you were one of the one of the, like the fifth or sixth person that responded when i first put out my ad for the show yes a long time ago so i wanted to put that on here yeah i could have been a co-host on games my mom found but now I have my own podcast, which is good. I, I was really happy when you started your own show because that always just stuck with me. And I always felt a little bad that I didn't that I didn't grab you. But I was so happy <laughs> when I well, then I saw you had a kid. I'm like, OK, he would have his life was busy. But then I was happy when I saw you started your own show. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's been great. We just started this year pro- back in April and, you know, we're kind of slowly building an audience. So it's been it's been really fun. It's a hell of a ride <laughs> for sure. I've been doing it for almost three years at this time at this time. So. I, I don't regret it one day. Well, some days yeah. I regret, but I love it. <laughs> some, hey, I know you do. You have to put up with me and my obsession. Yes, I know. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have lots of other episodes. We haven't covered any other Walking Tim, but we have, well, we did Summerland. Definitely go check that out. It doesn't have a number because it was kind of like a special interview episode where I talked to the developer and talk about the game. So definitely go check that out somewhere in the catalog. And we have tons of game episodes. We cover movies, comics, pilot tests, where we cover the pilots of episodes. So definitely go check all those. And we finished the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So go listen to all those reviews that I put way too much time into. But they're all there for you. Are you assuming that people don't know what MCU Yes, I am. Okay. I don't think I need to, considering my audience. <laughs> but, you know, you never I know. You so. never know. And if you can't find our old episodes, look at Podbean. Everything is on Podbean or one of the other podcatchers. If Spotify doesn't have old episodes, I've gotten that. And we are on YouTube. You can find all the episodes audio only on YouTube if you would rather do it that way. So feel free. It's there for you, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm all on all those social media platforms. You can get a hold of me that way. 
and want to give a shout out to her awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hat Fury. You will see her TikTok on, in the show notes. And we do have a Patreon. If you want to help out the show for as little as a dollar, you can sign in and vote in our monthly polls. Right now, we have a poll for what MCU show we're going to cover. Hawkeye, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, or WandaVision. You get to choose which one we're going to cover. What? I already covered it. There's two two episodes. I think we'll cover season one and season two. Two different episodes. Go check that out. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. See ya.